Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? December, our month of December, in the middle of winter, we know this. We know in John chapter 10, if you go read this out, it's in verses 22 through 39. Jesus showed up to that feast of dedication. He celebrated it. And you know how he celebrated it? He declared himself as Christ. And so I always tell people, look, it's certainly okay for us on the 25th of December every year to declare Christ to the world. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of things that, you know, have influenced Christmas and the holiday, a lot of pagan things. I get all of that. You don't have to focus on those things. But on the 25th of December, every year, we talk about the birth of our our Lord Jesus. It's a great time to just do what Jesus did. At the festival of dedication, at the feast of dedication, Jesus went there and he said to the Jewish leaders, I am the Christ. He declared himself as Jesus, as Christ. We should do the same. Okay, I got off on a rabbit trail. So anyway, but here we're going to see, and then also in Daniel chapter 9, Next week, we'll see this isn't the fulfillment that we'll see in Daniel chapter 9 of the abomination of desolation. Many thought it was. Many thought this must be the fulfillment until Jesus came along about 160 years later and he told everybody what? Matthew 24, verse 15 through 18. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. So it's future. From Jesus' day, it's future. It had not been fulfilled yet. Antiochus was a type of the Antichrist, but he had not fulfilled the abomination of desolation. And for those who argue that 70 AD, when the temple was destroyed, that that fulfills this prophecy, it's wrong. This does not fulfill the prophecy either because we know they didn't set up an abomination in the temple. Remember, they accidentally destroyed the temple. They weren't supposed to. And they were slaughtering Jewish people and many Jews were taking refuge in the Holy of Holies. There was no abomination set up in the Holy of Holies. And they were told not to, but they did. They lit it on fire. And remember, the whole thing melted and burned so hot that the gold melted between every stone. And Jesus' prophecy came true that no stone would be unturned. So we know it wasn't fulfilled in 70 AD. It's future. It's still to come. And we'll see some of that as we get into the later part of this book. But now I want to read you the interpretation, just like last week, after we've sifted through these scriptures. I want to read you the interpretation, and hopefully we can completely understand it, but I want to point a couple things out as we go. Daniel 8, 15 through 22, he gets the interpretation. Oh, my battery's going low. That's hilarious. (laughs) I have paper backup, just so you know. Then it happened when I, Daniel, had seen the vision and was seeking the meaning that suddenly there stood before me one having the appearance of a man. Verse 16, and I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Uli who called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood 
And when he came, I was afraid and fell on my face. But he said to me, understand, son of man, that the vision refers to the time of the end. Now, as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. But he touched me and stood me upright. And he said, look, I am making known to you what shall happen in the latter time of the indignation. For the appointed time, the end shall be. So he's pointing to something to the very end. Verse 20, the ram which you saw having two horns, they are the kings of Media and Persia. And the male goat is the kingdom of Greece. The large horn that is between its eyes is the first king, Alexander the Great. Verse 22, as for the broken horn and the four that stood up in its place, four kingdoms shall arise out of that nation, but not with its power. Again, they didn't have the power that first horn had. That's what it's saying there. And it's fascinating. Gabriel, could you imagine Gabriel coming to you and giving you a message? Wouldn't that be cool? Um, But now we're going to see something happen. In verses 23 through 25, we're going to see that turning. We're going to see near and far fulfillment, and we're going to see the turning at the very end. Because all of this is going to be pointing not only to Antiochus in the near, but to Antichrist in the far. Verse 23, And in the latter times of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their fullness, a king shall rise having fierce features, who understands sinister schemes. His power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. He shall destroy fearfully and shall prosper and thrive. He shall destroy the mighty and also the holy people. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule, and he shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy many in their prosperity. He shall even rise against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without human means. This is fascinating. So it tells us it's going to continue to the very end. The transgressors, they're going to, when they finally reach their fullness, and we know when you study this out, they don't reach that fullness until the tribulation, the transgressors, both Israel and all the evil people of the world. Okay? So we know this is speaking of the very end. But notice this latter king that rises, he has fierce features. In the near, we know Antiochus was a fierce person. But this is also in the far, we know Antichrist will be known for his fierce features. He will be a fierce and brutal character. But we also see he will understand sinister schemes. Antiochus certainly knew sinister schemes, but nothing compared to what we'll see in the far fulfillment of this with Antichrist. Because we know he'll be possessed by Satan. We know that his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. Now, Antiochus certainly had help, but this is a direct reference to the Antichrist. In the last days, Antichrist, we know Satan will create a false trinity. He will be the false father. The Antichrist will be the false son. And the false prophet will be the false Holy Spirit. A false trinity. It will be by the power of Satan. It will not be in his own power. It also says this, We know they both prospered and will prosper for a season. Both of them did that, and both of them will, did, and will destroy the holy people, the Jews. We know during the tribulation, this is heartbreaking, two-thirds of the Jewish people, the scripture says, will be killed. Far worse than anything Hitler ever did or anyone else ever did. But one-third of that faithful remnant of Israel will be saved. We will celebrate with them at the end of the tribulation, at the beginning of the millennial kingdom. But we know that Antichrist will indeed persecute Israel. And then we see this. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule. Antiochus did this, but let me tell you, this is a direct reference to Antichrist, the far fulfillment. Because we know from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 
verses 9 through 12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all powers, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Notice that, the lie. A lie so big that the world during the tribulation will openly and willingly worship Satan. That's how big this lie will be. But here's the biggest difference. Continuing in verse 25, it says that he will destroy many in their prosperity. We know from the King James that what that is saying is that he, it says, and by peace shall destroy many. We know that Antiochus didn't destroy by peace. This is now turned completely into speaking of the Antichrist. Because we know this. The Antichrist will come in on a platform of peace. And the Bible declares in several places, including here, in the King James translation gets it right, Antichrist will destroy with peace. He will come in as a little horn, nothing to fear. He'll come in on a platform of peace, on a white horse, holding a bow, no arrows. And he will fool the world. He'll lie to the world and he'll win them over with peace. And we know that is true of Antichrist. But this is the kicker. This is how we know it's absolutely now turned. And speaking of Antichrist, he shall even rise against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without human means. The Antichrist will not be defeated by human means. Antiochus was defeated by human means. But the Antichrist is going to be destroyed by our Lord, by our King, by our God, Jesus Christ, at his return. And he won't even have to lift a finger because the sword comes out of his mouth. It's speaking of the word of God. This is how powerful the word of God is. The words of Jesus destroy the Antichrist and the beast kingdom when he returns. And I love this. He'll be defeated, not by human means, but by Jesus, that stone cut without hands. And then the chapter, thank you for bearing with me. It's a long chapter. It ends with this, verse 26 and 27. And the vision of the evenings and mornings, which was told, is true. Therefore, seal up the vision, for it refers to many days in the future. And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick for days. Afterward, I arose and went about the king's business. I was astonished by the vision, but no one understood it. So Daniel is told once again to seal up the vision. And we'll see later until the time of the end. Well, folks, it's the time of the end. And these things have been unlocked, and we can have better understanding. But notice this. I love this. He was sick, but then he went right back to work. But I love that statement. Then he went about the king's business. That is such a good lesson for you and me. No matter what you're dealing with in life, no matter what you're going through, be about the king's business. Because you know what? He's coming soon. What do you want to be doing when he returns? I know every one of us want to be doing something that he would appreciate and that he would love. I know that every one of us want to finish well. Well, look around the world. He's coming, church. Be about your king's business. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, and thank you, Lord, that we have been called. That we've been called into your army, Lord, that we've been called to proclaim your truth, to proclaim your gospel, the truth of your word, the truth of the gospel. And Lord, help us to be about your business. Help us to be those who serve you and those who finish well. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this day. Pour out your spirit upon each one of us. Protect us and keep us, Lord. We praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, 
or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.